so today's title for today's message would be come closer and listen come closer and listen so how am i coming close and how am i listening first of all am i even coming to him so when i'm coming to him with what intent i'm coming to him and with what expectation i'm coming to him or what is the reason behind which i'm coming to him is first question so first is um, am i really coming to him or am i just there physically but my heart is somewhere so we might be physically sitting here but my heart is traveling all across canada it's traveling across my cousin's places it's traveling across my friend's house or it's traveling somewhere in my office where is my heart so if i'm coming am i coming with my heart or just the physical <clears throat> body first question second question is if i'm coming am i coming with an intent to only be blessed or am i coming with an intent to know where i'm losing my blessing <clears throat> right blessings are always there upon each one of us covenants god has given to everybody but where does this covenant actually stop from being fulfilled is at us we are the reasons for that covenant to be fulfilled or the covenant to be stopped from get, getting fulfilled in our lives so for the covenant of god to be fulfilled in each one of our lives are we actually coming closer to god or are we assuming that we are going closer to god so realizing my mistake and repeatedly doing the same thing will not bring me closer to god it will think i will think i will think i'm coming closer to god but i'm actually taking back step i'm going behind i'm thinking i'm i'm actually hearing to the sermon every day every moment i'm thinking i want god in my life i am thinking that i have god in my life i am thinking that i am happy today it is only because of god but what i am not able to realize is that i am repeating the same mistakes again and again what i am not able to realize is i am still ho holding on to the weaknesses that have been in me before i knew the word before i knew the truth and even after knowing the truth there are still those weaknesses in me so where am I, am i really coming closer to god or i'm assuming that i'm coming closer to god and finally am i really listening so when i say go and drink the water from the pot or am i really going there when god is asking me to do that instruction from god is you go there so am i going there or am i murmuring grumbling complaining justifying and giving all kinds of reasons and denying to go there but i'm telling god that i will go there that means i'm lying to myself i'm deceiving myself i'm cheating myself and god so we all today will understand where we are actually failing in the way we think that we are believing in god 
in the way we think that we are understanding god in the way we think we are in god in the hand of god that thought process is what we are going to analyze today right so let's see isaiah 48:16 isaiah 48:16 Come closer and listen to this. From the beginning, I have told you plainly what would happen. And now the sovereign Lord and his spirit have sent me with this message. Come closer and listen to this. Come closer and listen to this. What is that? From the beginning, I have told you plainly what would happen. Right from the day we were born. god always has been giving us instructions what we all don't realize what human beings don't realize is it is not that the day they have acknowledged and recognized god is the day where they have god has known them no god knows each one of us even before we were born so even though i don't recognize him even though we don't recognize him he has always been with us when when we as children go and play he is right next to us we as children go to school he has been with each one of us and now when we are adults when we go to work he is sitting right next to you in the in your passenger seat in the back seat coming along with you while we are cooking in the kitchen while we are baking he is right next to us when your wife conceives and is delivering the baby he's along with you and and your wife when you go alone into the darkness of this world he is next to you what we don't realize is he is with us from the beginning and that is what he's saying i'm telling you this plainly what would happen right from the beginning i'm telling you don't lie don't be afraid i'm there with you and now the sovereign lord and his spirit the sovereign lord and his spirit have sent me with this message the word of god lord jesus christ when he came into this world what did he say he said i'm casting out demons with the spirit of god he never said i am doing it he always said it is through the spirit of god that i am able to do this whatever i am doing is coming from the father in heaven and what he displayed there is not being being glorified to for himself but rather bringing glory to the father in heaven so today when he is telling us this word has come to us saying come closer and listen what he's he, he talking about is all that we all have to understand every time whatever sermon is coming you know every situation in our life right from the childhood till we are old and we pass away till that time god sends a message in some form or the other he is always wanting to teach us 
<clears throat> through different situations every situation he is bringing it into our lives for us to learn something good or bad he wants to teach only good even through a bad situation god wants to teach us good there is something good in it but we as human beings start looking and differentiating between good and bad and that's where is the problem because we are identifying it to be good and bad there is pain attached when it is a bad situation according to our understanding but god always sees a good reason behind everything so god's understanding is always positive to search positive even in a negative situation to always see good even in a bad situation so we qualify it as good or bad but what god wants to do is always <clears throat> teach us good whatever is right and whatever is behind choosing the word of god which is in the right way that means you receive it in the right way let's read ezekiel 33 31 Ezekiel 23 verse 33 sorry 33 yeah 33 21 33 31 okay <clears throat> so my people come pretending to be sincere and sit before you they listen to your words but they have no intention of doing what you say their mouths are full of lustful words and their hearts seek only after money this verse should actually be a cross examination for our own hearts right now what he what he's saying here is my people come pretending to be sincere and sit before you <clears throat> that means we all have to analyze the hearts with which we are coming and sitting when we are listening to the word of god if we are coming with an intent to do it on a traditional basis or a religious act act then we are all in ezekiel 33 31 when i am coming and listening to the word of god i'm coming and listening to say that lord i will follow every instruction that you are giving me yes i have this weakness i have this problem in me i have to change there has to be a transformation not go on repeating the same things in my life and fail in at the same point in my life <clears throat> applying my own understanding logical reasoning we are very very quick in doing that and we don't even realize that we are using our own understanding what we don't understand is we are repeatedly using our own knowledge our own understanding to even receive the word of god where we where we know that he can change the impossible to a possible scenario we use our own logic and and start solving the problems only to complicate only to make it even worse what we don't what we are actually failing to do is not giving god the authority to turn the wheel around 
we think we are giving him the wheel but frankly speaking we are not doing that that is what he says they listen to your words they listen to your words they say yes lord i will depend on you but they have no intentions of doing what you ask them to do when they when god's word comes to us and asks us to depend on him we receive it in the way that we want to receive while depending on god what we want to tell god is listen i am depending on you but my strength is enough to handle this situation my logical reasoning is good enough for me to take this decision and we go about doing it but we tell to ourselves that we have depended on god we have to cross examine and check ourselves that are we really truly depending on god is my conscience clear enough and telling me that yes you are totally depending on god this is where we all have to check we need to understand why we should listen we need to understand how he wants us to listen how what is the way he is teaching us he is teaching us only to discipline and keep us in those right path so what are his paths what is the way he wants us to learn is what we will see today so the first point today is path of god <clears throat> path of god hyphen obedience this is the path which he wants to teach each one of us today so obedience is a very very important and a key thread between me and god so that relationship that i want to build with god that relationship is nothing but obedience so if i want to be related to the father if i want to be related to god i should have obedience that is what even lord jesus christ displayed while he came to the earth he showed that he his life exemplified obedience to the father in heaven let's see isaiah 48:17 now isaiah 48:17 yeah 48:17 this is what the lord says your redeemer the holy one of israel I am the Lord your God who teaches you what is good for you and leads you along the paths you should follow. This is what the Lord says, your redeemer, the holy one of Israel. I am the Lord your God. I am your God. <clears throat> Jesus Christ is our God, the father, the truth, the path. And he's saying, I will teach you what is good. if you follow me if you behave like me if you talk like the way i i talked or i spoke while i was on the earth if you think like the way i think then you will learn whatever is good <clears throat> out of every situation so why do we have to define a, a situation to be good or bad when he is clearly teaching each one of us that he wants to only teach us good whatever he has created is good 
So if he's sending a situation, you remember Lamentations 3.39, where he said, nothing will enter into our life without the sovereign Lord's permission. So if he's sending something into our life, it's only coming to teach us good. This obedience is a key factor for all of us. We think obedience is one of the principles or one of the ways. But if you ask me, Lord Jesus Christ means obedience. And that's what even Abraham displayed. Let's read De Deuteronomy 28, 1, 2. Deuteronomy 28, 1 and 2. Mm -hmm. yeah. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep all his commands that I am giving you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the world. You will experience all these blessings if you obey the Lord your God. The main, main word in this verse, Deuteronomy 28.1, is the if. If. If you obey. That means if you show immediate obedience to the instruction that God is giving us. Whatever God teaches us is for our good. And if we follow that path, we will do good to ourselves. We are not going to do good to anybody. You're actually going to do good to your own self. For example, <clears throat> last few weeks, God has been teaching us the way we have to start thinking. Right? He has told us the thought process that every person should have. The way you think, think like me. There is a thought that is entering into your heart. Check the quality of your thought. Based on that quality, when you analyze that thought that is coming into you, you will know what kind of negativity is sitting in your heart. So you can pull that negative nature, negative character in you and throw it out. This is what he has taught to all of us. So where is that path in our life? When will we start following, getting onto that path that he has taught is when we actually start doing it. Okay, God asked me to analyze my thought. So um, am I analyzing it? Are you analyzing it? Because I'm doing that. Because of doing that, I have found so much of peace and so much of positive strength in myself that I'm confident enough to say that I've started only receiving those thoughts which are bringing honor to my father. <clears throat> so when I'm saying my father, now I know that I've, I'm, I've started cleaning my heart. So my father that comes out of my mouth, God, the word God, when it comes out of my mouth, I know it is true. And I'm not just speaking with my lips. It's coming from my heart because I've made him to sit in my heart. I've started cleaning up my thoughts. I've started cleaning up my character. I've started cleaning up the way I receive a rebuke. No negativity. There's no need of me to think negative about a person or 
put that negative in my heart and hold it across my life so when when there is a negative nature in my heart or inside me but superficially on the top of it i'm behaving in a very nice sweet proper manner i'm actually cheating god which which we don't realize it's not the appreciation or recognition of a man that's what is needed but we always should remember god is looking at our heart god is seeing what's running in your heart while you are sleeping while you are at work while you are cooking while you are traveling while you are sitting and listening to the sermon every single time he is validating the thoughts of your heart and when he is doing that let him not speak what he said in ezekiel 33 31 where it says these people are coming not with an intention to listen and obey they're just coming to listen and live according to the way they want to live <clears throat> let's not be in that part 28:1 of deuteronomy that is why he has given a if condition if condition is actually how god is teaching us that's the process of his teaching the way he is teaching is listen if you listen to me if you show sincerity in receiving the word of god if you actually start following what i'm instructing you to do then you will start seeing goodness so what is his instruction what is he saying look at only positive even in a bad situation look for what is positive so this is his instruction and when i'm actually starting to implement that and seeing positive even in a person who is intending to humiliate me or insult me or use me for his own benefit if i'm taking everything in a positive manner then what will happen he will do good to us god will do good to us so what will happen looking at my innocence and my sincerity my integrity towards the way i behave keeping god in mind may god will take up the battle he will start fighting against people who are having wrong intentions about me who are coming to me with wrong intentions who are thinking about me negatively who are having negative thoughts about me but they are coming and talking to me sweetly all this god will weigh i don't have to take up the war i will leave it for god to handle all these things but what has god always taught each one of us i want you to behave in the right way <clears throat> i am not bothered about the opposite person all that i am bothered about you and you alone this is what the lord has always been teaching us and when he is doing that you know what he is actually doing in in each one of us he is actually changing the way of thinking the way we have been thinking all throughout our our lives suddenly has started changing where our thinking process is according to what god is asking us to think the way we are perceiving things has changed according to the way he has asked us to perceive 
the way we have changed in the behavioral aspects the way of our behavior if it has been changing according to the word of god that means when he is teaching we are listening and obeying so overall what we see is there is a transformation in us this transformation will actually bring light inside each one of us the transformation in us which brings the light is nothing but obedience to the father in heaven and when that obedience is there in us we will start attracting people that's how we all got attracted to the father through the word of god so this transformation will remove unwanted curses from our lives and what are these curses how are they entering into our lives simple by not listening to the word of god by not following god's instruction we are actually getting into arguments falling into the troubles and problems with our own understanding and then getting hurt and when we are hurt we are we start condemning people around us we start condemning our own self we start condemning our own life we start questioning god we start questioning the creator we end up doing so many negative things and that is nothing but curse blessing is where we are doing good to ourselves curse is where we are doing bad to ourselves let's read deuteronomy 27 Uh, 28 15th verse <clears throat> 28 15 mm-hmm. but if you refuse to listen to the lord your god and do not obey all the commands and decrees i am giving you today all these curses will come and overwhelm you it will overwhelm you so did is god cursing us did anywhere in this world or if you read deuteronomy 27 28 nowhere is god cursing we are bringing it upon ourselves these unwanted non blessings on ourselves when god is saying don't be lazy we tend to be lazy you know laziness has different forms laziness is just not sitting on the couch and expecting everything to be brought to you by someone but laziness is not doing what you're supposed to do which you have given as a statement to someone that you will do it it is there in book of proverbs i'll give you that verse too so when we make statements that okay i will do this and do not do it you're procrastinating so pro- procrastination is also a sin because you're not standing on that statement that you have given that i will do that's why god says in ecclesiastes 5th chapter mind your words speak less beware of the words that you are speaking because every word that you are speaking every statement you are making okay i will do is going to stand against you and say that no you did not do you said you will do but you did not do that statement will stand against me and because of that statement i will have to reap the benefits of not doing it 
so that is what god is saying in 15th verse here but if you refuse to listen to the lord your god how are you refusing to listen to the word of god by using your own understanding not using the understanding of god but you applying your own understanding according to your own thinking process you are actually refusing to listen to god your your being your listening to the word of god you are saying okay i will do this but you are doing it according to your own convenience you are saying yes i have this weakness in me but you don't want to give it up because you are more comfortable to behave the way you have been behaving up until now and then you are you know the courage in all of us is is such that we know we are doing a mistake but we end up doing it and then what is even worse is we even confess that i knew i shouldn't have done this but i did this so the courage that is there in us that is actually bringing disobedience into us it's not bringing courage it's not bringing obedience into us here if you refuse to listen to the lord your god and do not obey all the commands and decrees i am giving to you today all these curses will come and overwhelm you overwhelming that's when our life becomes clueless everything goes for a toss we would have planned very well in our life we 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 think we are going to get settled because of the plans that we have put upon in our lives but everything turns out the other side there's no more happiness in our life because of our plans there's no more peace in our life because of our plans but we thought by going and doing what we have planned we could live happily but there's no happiness there's no peace there's no joy in our hearts because we did not really discern neither did we depend on god to execute his plan in our life so what happens is <clears throat> the joy that we have lost the happiness that we have lost the peace that we have lost is nothing but a curse curse is something that is bad that we chose because of our disobedience god doesn't give it we bring curses upon ourselves we bring blessing upon ourselves so that's why god says i keep both blessing and curse in front of you which means he's keeping a path of righteousness a path of obedience and he's also keeping another path of choice for us and he is not forcing he is saying you make your choice you have a choice to either show obedience and follow my all my instructions and be in my plan or you have a choice to go in your path not listen to me but listen to your heart and your mind and your thinking and fall into unwanted disturbances of life you know disturbances in our life will start with a small step going away from god 
small thing it will start and this small disturbance will continue to lead us into a path of confusion in that confused state of mind we start making decisions which are going to be impacting not just us but people who are also related to us we don't repent for that but what we want to do is we want to fix a problem in the path of disobedience we don't want to return back to the path where we have disobeyed but while we are in the path of disobedience we want someone to come and rescue us we want god to come and bless us but god says examine your ways you have gone far away and in that path where you have gone towards disobedience there you are sitting and crying for help i cannot come and help you there you have to come back we have to get back that is where he says turn towards me when he saying turn towards me it means repent realize where you have gone wrong where and all you have broken the hearts of people in your life where and all you have started laying out your own logical thinking your own comfort has become priority your own selfish desires have actually dominated and you continue to sin you continue to lay out your thorny path and when you are stepping on that thorn you're crying at that juncture where you're walking away from me at that place you're saying lord come and help me and god is not rejecting you there god is saying i'm here i will help you but you have to come back you have to tell where you left my hand and ran away where you you with your own understanding rejected me when i came to help you god always comes to help us <clears throat> every situation in our life god has always come to help us rescue us but we with our own understanding with our own thinking have been rejecting him all throughout our lives we are actually too late in the game if you ask me that's what i realized i have wasted so many good years of my life by not recognizing the help that hand when it came to rescue me out of so many incidents and so many people in my life that is what we all have to recognize realize and turn towards him every word of god that comes to us you know what is the summary line for it repent and turn repent and turn repentance and turning towards him is not because of what we are doing today or what we did yesterday but go back to the number of years decades and decades of years that have passed where we have still not recognized the deliberate sins that we have done this is the time we have to recognize those small sins that we would have done turning towards him is that we have to start picking the thorns we have laid in our path we have to <coughs> we have to first analyze which path are we in today 
are we in the path of realization and repentance or are we in the path of just getting an immediate fix for our problem where are we let's read 20 uh, same chapter deuteronomy 28 20th verse verse 20 the lord himself will send on you curses confusion and frustration in everything you do until at last you are completely destroyed for doing evil and abandoning me yes wherever whatever you do wherever you go which is a path away from the lord the lord himself will send what does that mean let's read lamentations 3 37 or 39 i i want you all to connect this verse to what we are reading right now because again we are very clever in saying 37 saying that see god is only going to send yeah let's read 37 lamentations what was the chapter 337 who can command things to happen without the lord's permission who can command things to happen without lord's permission lord wants to do good but if i choose to do what is comfortable for me then what would god say okay so when i say that lord you're asking me to do this but i'm not very comfortable in doing this because this is more comfortable for me through a murmuring grumbling complaining this is what we are expressing to the lord when an instruction comes to us if we are doing it with a hole in the heart not whole hearted a hole in the heart with a murmuring with a grumbling with a complaining with a justification ideas in our head and then we do it for the sake of doing it all these are actually telling lord i want to do this but i'm not comfortable in our lives also <clears throat> bad enters because we are choosing bad bad happens because we are choosing with our own understanding things that god has not planned for us that's why if you go can you read 39 now lamentations 339 Verse 39, then why should we mere humans complain when we are punished for our sins? Why should we complain when we are punished for our sins? Punishment is the way to teach. God's way to teach every human being. Punishment is not to reject us. He loves us. That's why he, in order to discipline, he's... punishing us that's what we do with our children so when when that punishment is coming look at the way we receive it that is what is in 339 then why should we mere humans complain when we are punished for our sins is it not good that we are being punished david is in a place where he is today only because he received the punishment from god very happily 
he said in god's punishment there is goodness for me <clears throat> because that shows how much god loves me and how much he wants me to turn towards him punishment is the last resort god takes when we are not turning away from our behavior when we are not turning away from our stubborn nature when we are not turning away from always giving self recognition deep in our hearts we think we behave like gods we think we can do everything we have strength to handle everything we have knowledge to manage everything we don't depend on god but we say we are depending on god there is a lot of difference a person's life who depends on god they will in every thought evaluate and see if this thought is bringing honor to my father or not this thought that they filter will put right words in their mouth when this thought is coming if they are able to recognize their true nature deep in the heart that means they are bringing honor to the father in heaven when the thought heart words all these three are bringing honor to god that means we are depending on god in every aspect of our life <clears throat> if god has to give us a job if he thinks this is a necessity this is a need for my child and gives a job we will take it if he says it's not needed according to my understanding i may think i need a job so that i will have some income so that i can earn something and make a living but god might have different plans because the word of god says for those who are righteous for those who show complete obedience for those who depend on god in every aspect of their life he will use the wicked to go earn money and that money he will give it to these righteous people you want to see the verse go to ecclesiastes second chapter i'll show you that verse too 26 second chapter 26 mm God gives wisdom, knowledge and joy to those who please him. But if a sinner becomes wealthy, God takes the wealth away and gives it to those who please him. This too is meaningless like chasing the wind. This who wrote this? Solomon wrote this. Solomon out of his experience wrote this Ecclesiastes. This book was written because Solomon saw that no matter how much wealth he had he did not have the joy the the peace the knowledge and the wisdom that others were having <clears throat> that's when he saw whatever wealth and riches solomon had earned everything went to a servant in his kingdom right we we should always remember the life of solomon as an example of how 
not to behave how not to speak in haste we with our knowledge with our wisdom start evaluating a person who is in front of us but god's evaluation process is totally different <clears throat> when we see a person we look at how much he has studied where is he working what kind of job he is doing how much is he earning whether he owns a house what kind of car he has how much wealth he has what are his credentials for god he sees how much this person loves me because he shows complete obedience to me when somebody is insulting this person he is not retaliating he is not doing evil for evil when there is when his life there are things in his life which are very painful this person is showing endurance that is pleasing to god so god is seeing at this person's heart humans are seeing at every at everything else which they which are external which are visible to our eyes that is why here if you see lamentations 337 and 39 mere human beings why do we complain when there is a punishment rather than realizing where we have gone wrong and repenting and turning back towards god we are sitting and crying for that situation that we are in this is the way of the lord what is he saying when you have a situation in your life and you are crying for it stop there don't cry i'm there to help you all that i want you all to realize is why has this come upon me where have i gone wrong in the sight of my father for sure if this situation has come to me it's because of my disobedience because of me going away from the path that god has given to me which was obedience the path of obedience let's go back to deuteronomy 28 20th verse <clears throat> deuteronomy we finished 20 can you read 21 debi Okay, 28 verse 21. The Lord will afflict you with diseases until none of you are left in the land you are about to enter and occupy. This is the kind of life we will start leading if we don't realize where we are going wrong. If there is a sickness that is prolonging in our life, we all have to start examining and see where is this actually coming from always remember sickness can be because of two reasons one reason could be because god wants to glorify his own name through the way this person holds on to god depends on god no matter how bad his health is right to to show as an example of how you remember job job had skin cancer he was bleeding but still he depended on god and stood 
till god came and showed to today he is an example for all of us so that's not a punishment that's the test of god in job's life there is another disease and sickness where people went about showing disobedience to god and falling into trouble and god as a process of discipline sent sickness famine into their lives so that people can recognize and turn back so we should be able to discern what kind of punishment we are in is this punishment coming because of my disobedience is this punishment coming as a test to me and how can we discern only when we are listening to the word of god and obeying the instructions you know what is happening when we are listening and obeying the holy spirit god is inside us that life giving spirit is actually giving the strength to us giving the knowledge and wisdom to us to give us the gift of discerning to understand where is this coming from we all have to have the spirit of the lord in us without which we cannot understand things of god no <clears throat> if you see even today's sermon when we started in isaiah 48:16 the spirit of the lord and god himself both three are coming sovereign lord god and the spirit of the lord all three are coming and talking to us we need spirit of the lord is holy spirit sovereign god is the father the word is lord jesus christ we need all these three to be in our life to be able to understand the situations of our life with our own knowledge with our own thinking we cannot we will only cheat and actually we'll deceive ourselves if we don't have these three in our life and 22 says the lord will strike you with wasting diseases fever inflammation with scorching heat and drought with blight and mildew these disasters will pursue you until you die that is 22 deuteronomy 28 22 which means when a person is going far away from god initially he will have settlement probably he will have bonuses he will have good job he will have things of this world but slowly the peace will go away from him slowly the wealth will vanish slowly he'll realize that even if he has wealth in his life there is no happiness the sickness that is coming into his life the money that he has with him is not able to help him this is the end of a person who is wicked who is disobedient and who is going away from the lord that is one category there is another category of people who listen to the word of god don't transform don't realize don't recognize that they are having so many things in their life for which they are scared to open it and see and say yes lord i have done this mistake they are actually convincing themselves to think that okay past is past it is over from today i will start living 
the way God wants me to live. But how about what you have already sown in the past? How about what things that have actually caused great damage to lives in the past? Who's going to repent for that? Who is going to ask God to help each one of us to actually start reaping, but with the help of God? We all have to reap for whatever we have sown. We have to reap, but at least through our confessions, which are honest and sincere, through our true repentance, while we are reaping, he will give us the strength to endure. He will give us the strength to have that patience, which comes through his knowledge and understanding, not with our knowledge and understanding. You know, the human patience that we exhibit has frustration, murmuring and grumbling. But God's patience has peace of mind, joy in our hearts. And we don't have anything that is running as a thread or a background music while we are showing patience to a person. Which kind of patience are we having? A patience that is exhibited externally and there is murmuring, grumbling, complaining, questioning all the time or a patience that is filled with joy, peace and happiness. Empty brain, empty heart. That is the peace of God. That is the patience from God. We have to evaluate. <clears throat> Humanly, we cannot do divine things. With human strength, impossible to live a godly life. Trust me, for us to be really living a godly life, we need the word of God. How much time we spend to listen to the word of God in a day is very important. How much time we are spending to listen to what God is giving us as a discipline in a day is very important. We tend to do certain things in the way we think is right. But if we are stopping that and then checking with the Lord saying, Lord, is this right? Should I be doing this in this way or is there another way? I need your help and wait for his help. He can speak through the wind. He can speak through people. He can speak through people whom you consider the least, whom you think are useless. He will speak through them. So if you are ready to wait upon the Lord to receive the instruction, he will definitely help because he is alive. He is right between us. Every single moment, he is with us. He is next to us. He is listening to our hearts, not listening to our the lips or the words that are coming out of our mouth. He is listening to our hearts. He is listening to our thoughts. Our th thoughts speak very loudly to the Lord. So when a thought is coming into my head, these days, specifically from last two, three weeks, I'm actually able to carefully examine the thought and decide if this thought has to actually enter into me or should be thrown out. I've been able to do that. And this has actually helped me a lot where I am gaining a little confidence now saying that, yes, now I can boldly stand in his presence and say, Lord, I'm able to honor you. This has helped me a lot. 
evaluating every thought is actually helping me to gain that confidence back it is helping me to say that lord i want to have a good relationship with you i don't want to be speaking with my lips honoring you with my lips while my heart is somewhere far away right this is what we all have to learn so in this first point the path that god is teaching to each one of us is obedience obedience is the way to get closer to god obedience is not about our comfort it's not about what i'm comfortable to do but obedience is about what god's comfort is god's comfort is when i come out of my comfort i'm comfortable speaking to a person so i will continue to speak to a person but god's comfort is come out of your comfort space and start speaking to people whom you are not comfortable with god's comfort is when i start showing humbleness but my comfort is i will be humble only to those people who are of my family only to those people whom i love but god's comfort is show your humbleness to the person whom you hate the most that is obedience obedience is actually the test that god is giving to all of us that is the test he gave to abraham as well obedience is the test of god to all human beings so that's the question paper for all of us the way we are going to answer will make us realize and actually either pass or fail a person who is obedient to god doesn't have sorrow in his heart he doesn't have worry in his heart he doesn't react he's always at peace there is no nothing inside him there is that river of joy in in that person's heart maybe the person's life is all scattered which we see but deep within that person there is always peace whenever that person wants to sleep he will sleep whenever he wants to eat he will eat whenever he wants to watch a movie he will watch whenever he wants to study he will study whenever he wants to work he will work that's obedience when a person is 100% obedient to the instructions given by god that person will have a stable calm peaceful life nothing around him can distract that person that is obedience think how many times we are passing this test <clears throat> in one day we might have 100 scenarios where that test is coming to us to show obedience how many times are we passing this test when we start passing this test initially we will have it find it very difficult extremely difficult but when we make it as a habit to show obedience to pass this test then we will never feel it like a test and the test as it progresses it will become more and more complex and all throughout our life the obedience this test from god which is obedience 
will keep happening that's why the way abraham conducted himself he didn't have a child up until he was 75 years 75 years god comes and tells him that i will bless you with a son and then 25 years there's no 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 signs of you know him being a father but still abraham doesn't question and after he gets the son and the son is grown up there is again a test of obedience for abraham where he says abraham i want you to sacrifice your son for me in that test abraham passed you know why abraham passed in that test one abraham knew god's heart and he knew that god's heart is where he does not expect human beings to give sacrifices he knew that sacrifices don't please my god so if he has asked me for a sacrifice let me do it behind that there is something that god has for me that is the kind of understanding we all have to have we should always remember if an instruction from god is coming which is out of our comfort it is not as not to make us feel uncomfortable but rather behind that discomfort for that moment there is a lot of comfort that we can't even imagine that god wants to give us we think this is comfortable for for us but what we think may actually turn out to be very uncomfortable that's where god wants to take us to an extra comfort precious most honorable place and keep and we don't understand that part of it but abraham knew it abraham also knew that god will send him back with his son god is not someone who will take away something that he has already promised well it was a covenant with that god made with abraham because abraham knew god doesn't lie god said i will make nations i will make you the father of those nations so abraham knew everything he remembered every instruction he he remembered every covenant god had given why are we failing to remember the covenant that god has given given to each one of us what we see is the current scenario in front of our eyes with our own understanding but what we are failing is to not behave or conduct ourselves like abraham did let's read genesis 22 16 to 18 verses genesis 22 16 to 18 this is what the lord says because you have obeyed me and not withheld your even your son your only son i swear by my own name that i will certainly bless you i will multiply your descendants beyond number 
like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will conquer the cities of their enemies. And through your descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed, all because you have obeyed me. Only because of you obeying me. Obedience is not something, doing something that is pleasing to me or people around me. Obedience is always pleasing God. Pleasing God. If there is a situation and I'm getting, I'm actually being humiliated or insulted and it's hurting me, I will remember the word of God saying, no, it is okay. Keep quiet. Take that insult. Take it as a joy. And keep the smile. Go, move forward. Don't even remember that somebody is hurting you, somebody is insulting you. That means I have showed obedience to that instruction that God has given me from 1 Peter 2nd chapter 19, 20, 21, 22 verses. <clears throat> if I have stopped murmuring, grumbling, for no matter what kind of injustice in my life and taking everything and moving forward, not having a sulking nature in me, I'm showing obedience to the word of God because he has instructed me. Obedience in small things, if we don't show, forget about big things like what Abraham was asked by God to do, right? Abraham was asked to sacrifice his son. Imagine if that kind of a test comes to us, what will happen to us? Obedience in small matters, if we don't show, how can our test become, will become complex? It doesn't become complex. And God never wants us to go through that kind of a complex scenario either. What he is teaching us, each one of us is, when I am there with you, behave like you have the most powerful force in your life. Getting worried, getting frustrated, getting irritated, feeling bad for small things. All these things make, make it look as if we don't have the sovereign Lord with us in our lives. Just by the way we behave, we live, we think, we actually are telling the enemy who is with us. The enemy wants us to do that. That's why what God did, what father did was he sent, he sent his son to show to each one of us how he wants us to be with him. And Lord Jesus Christ, that's why he said, follow me. I am the truth. I am the way and I am the life. Let's read John 14th chapter 6th verse. John 14, verse 6. Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Except through me, which means except through being a son to the Father, except through the way of talking, the way of thinking, the way of behaving like him, nobody can have the life-giving spirit in them. If there is no life-giving spirit in them, there is no life. 
So the way to live is obedience because that's what Jesus Christ means, obedience. I am the truth, which means when I start living in obedience, the truth is I can handle my life perfectly in the way God wants me to handle it. That's the truth. And when I'm able to do this, I will have life because the life-giving spirit is coming upon me. It is inside me and it is actually giving me every single day joy, happiness and peace through which I will start having a life. So nobody can go to the father, which means nobody can really understand the father without having these three things in their life. Obedience, life-giving spirit and life. These three are very important for us to be able to understand God and his heart. Which means when we start walking in obedience, that means you are listening to the father. That is what is our second point. Because you listened. Because you listened. The second point, Isaiah 48, 18. Isaiah 48, 18. Oh, that you had listened to my commands. Then you would have had peace flowing like a gentle river and righteousness rolling over you like waves in the sea. This is what will happen to a person who listens, who shows or who follows that path, which is obedience. So when I show obedience to my father, my life will have peace and I will live in a righteous manner, <clears throat> which means no matter what happens, I will do only that which is right. I will not give away to emotional behavior. I will not give way to my own thought process. I will not give way to my own thinking, my own decision making, but rather I will wait upon the Lord to show me a way. I will depend upon God to open the door that has to be opened. I won't go in a hurry and open. That means I will do right no matter how bad the situation is. When will this happen? When I'm on the path of obedience. The first point that we saw, the path. The path that God is showing us is obedience. So when I'm walking on that path of obedience, I will only do that which is right due to which I will have peace. Because I'm not thinking anymore. There is nothing that I will have to worry about because God is thinking for me. God is making decisions for me. God knows what is right and wrong because he has done everything that is good. So he will only take me to those places that he knows which are good, not bad. He, does, he did not create anything bad, so he, he won't even look at that. He will only take me into the path which is good. That is why Jeremiah 29.11, he says, my thoughts are for good and they are for peace. <clears throat> so 
if you want me to think about you then i will only think that which is good for you and which will give you peace so what's more crucial for all of us is to be in that path which is obedience and when we do that let's read first peter 312 Peter 3 verse 12 The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right and his ears are open to their prayers but the Lord turns his face against those who do evil That's it So when I do right so when in 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 a situation where I have to as a human react and be angry in my heart also i'm not angry i'm not reacting there's no murmuring no grumbling and i only start understanding others and take things easy and do not take everything into heart do not sulk for everything that means what god appreciates there is his eyes are watching me and he will do good to those who are constantly doing that which is right <clears throat> showing obedience in everything let let's read 13 and verse 13 now who will want to harm you if you are eager to do good who will want to harm you if you're always wanting to do good i'm when when i'm doing good when i'm doing good i'm not really thinking what the other person is thinking about me no when i am doing good i am just focused on doing good and evaluating how is god going to measure me on this action of mine that's it i am not focused on if i do this this person might take me wrong if i don't react this person might think that i am actually hiding something no all these thoughts will not come into me that means god is focused on me and my heart so when i am doing good keeping god in front of me who can do me harm let's read the next verse <clears throat> 14 but even if you suffer for doing what is right god will reward you for it so don't worry or be afraid of their threats don't be afraid of people don't be afraid of what people will think about you we have to stop doing this what will they think how will they take how will they react how will they treat how will they understand let's stop doing this let's do what god will think about us in his sight what is good let's just focus on doing that and when we do this don't worry even if somebody is feeling bad and saying that though you follow the word of god you are not doing what i want you to do it is okay let them say those statements you and your heart knows that you are doing whatever is right in the sight of god so continue to do that and god will reward you for that a person who wants to always find fault will always find fault in us even if we do good so do, do we continue to do bad just to please that person i doubt we want to do that because that person can't give us life he gives us life 
So let's focus on whatever is justice, whatever is right, whatever is good in the sight of God. Let's continue to do that. <clears throat> Our lives should be built with the foundation that God is laying and not with the foundation that humans op human opinions are actually laying our lives with. No, never build uh, your lives with the opinions of others because those opinions are very weak. They won't help us. But what will help us is God's instructions. If we lay our life with that foundation, we can solve every problem in our life with the help of him and his knowledge. So don't worry, God will reward you for it. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid about what the other person is going to think about you if you follow the truth, if you do what is right. You do what is right, you follow the truth and God will reward you. Let's read the 16th verse as well. 15 and 16 both. <clears throat> 15 and 16. Instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. But do this in a gentle and respectful way. Keep your conscience clear. Then if people speak against you, they will be ashamed when they see what a good life you live because you belong to Christ. Don't be rude in giving your responses. If somebody is asking you a, a reason why you are following something, why you're doing that, do, do to them, speak to them with good words. Your conscience should be clear. <clears throat> Your conscience, if you're truly following Christ, will clearly tell you where you are speaking unwantedly, where you are going wrong. And when you recognize that, accept it. Yes, Lord, this is not the way I should have spoken. This is wrong. So when your conscience is clear, you're conducting yourself as a vessel to represent Christ. So be strong and bold enough to keep the truth in front of people when they question you. Just because you should not hurt anyone not keeping the truth in front of a person is, is being foolish. That's why Lord Jesus Christ, even in Matthew 10th chapter, we all read last week, I think, where we saw you should be wise as a serpent and innocent as a dove. Your wisdom should be displayed where required. If there is a place where you have to present the truth, present it. If the other person is not willing to accept it, Simply walk away from there. That's what Lord Jesus Christ did. We are not, actually, this is what I feel. That who are we to even contest or reason out the truth? Mere human beings with our little knowledge, we cannot really understand or even perceive the whole big truth in front of us. So with that little knowledge, why are we contesting why are we talking or even saying we end up certifying God? Let's not do that. When we don't know something, it's better to be silent rather than getting into an argument. Let's remain smart. Let's discern 
when to speak when to keep quiet let's always keep the truth not thinking about how the other person is going to receive but rather remembering that i should put the truth in front of people this will take us a long way and this is what god wants each one of us to do and finally we have to realize and turn towards him so the third point is free from captivity <clears throat> free from captivity isaiah 48 20 Isaiah 48:20 Yet even now be free from your captivity leave Babylon and the Babylonians Sing out this message shout it to the ends of the earth the lord has redeemed his servants the people of israel now turn away from your babylon and babylonians which means my weakness in which i have been living with my assumption my expectation my self pity my self righteousness is my babylon and babylonians what are these babylonians because of my self righteousness i have unwantedly hurt people so there is hurt inside me as well because if i hurt someone obviously i would hurt myself too because of the words i have spoken and then they speaking to me because of my quick reaction i would have left bitterness in, in my heart because of my self righteous nature i have ego and pride which is growing in multitude and ways in my life which is impacting everything in my life and people in my life so this babylon and babylonians is whom i have to start taking away from my life the only way i can do is by turning to god by repenting where i have always given importance to my own self where have i given self glory where i have thought my strength is enough where i have taken my own decisions where i have rejected god's instruction where i have said no to god because of my murmuring grumbling and complaining and justification that is where i have to realize that is freeing myself from captivity if i'm stuck in all the, these areas i'm actually in bondages we all have to realize if we don't loosen these bonds we are still captive we are becoming the servants to our own weakness we are the slaves to our own idols <clears throat> we have to realize this we have to understand this and then finally if when when we start understanding and we start becoming free then we will be like the way god is defining in psalms 112 shall we read psalms 112 1 to 9 verses psalms 112 1 to 9 yeah praise the lord how joyful are those who fear the lord and delight in obeying his commands 
their children will be successful everywhere. An entire generation of godly people will be blessed. They themselves will be wealthy and their good deeds will last forever. Light shines in the darkness for the godly. They are generous, compassionate, and righteous. Good comes to those who lend money generously and conduct their business fairly. Such people will not be overcome by evil. Those who are righteous will be long remembered. They do not fear bad news. They confidently trust the Lord to care for them. They are confident and fearless and can face their foes triumphantly. They share freely and give generously to those in need. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. They will have influence and honor. That's it. This is how a person who has right from the beginning lived in the path of God, which is obedience. And because he has listened to God, where he's continuously showing obedience, will have this kind of a blessing because he actually has freed himself from the captivity and the bondages where he said no to his comfort and decided to do what is God's comfort. Whatever God says there is good for me is what this person has confidently believed and started following. So what? where do we want to be? Do we want to be in Psalms 112 and free ourselves from all these things that we have had in our life? Or we want to go into those curses which we are actually bringing upon ourselves. So God has created all good things, but human beings are creating the curses into their lives. So let's realize, let's examine, let's find out where we are and come back to the Lord, turn back from the path. Not just realizing what I'm doing today, but let me recollect from years that I have lived where I have left the path of God, which path am I actually on today is going to be my question to all of you. And I've questioned to myself as well. 